Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, here with Shay Dixon. Shay, how are you doing on this fine Saturday night? Ay, ay, ay. I guess I, uh, I'm feeling uh, a lot of pain from LSU fans who, who at least know that the Ed Orgeron era is over. And look, I think that we saw that even a win over Florida, and they came out with a lot of juice, right, Matty B? A week ago, they were excited. They played hard. But they also had four turnovers, four picks that gave them short fields. They capitalized on it, and they get a narrow win. And that wasn't something that you can just maintain every week after week after week, uh, banking on the other team giving it to you four or five times. And and that's what happened in this Ole Miss game a year ago. I think Corral threw like four picks, and they end up winning in a shootout. Six, okay. So they end up winning in a shootout that way. You knew that wasn't sustainable, and that's why we all picked LSU to lose this game. And I think I had it at like 42-27, and, you know, it, it could have been that. It could have been worse than that in terms of Ole Miss punted it a few times from the 50, uh, clearly letting off the gas a bit when they knew they had the game in control. But I'll I'll say this, and, and look, they're going into a bye week. We'll see how they handle everything. We can. This is a short pod. We'll talk for 10, 12, 15 minutes. But we'll talk a little bit about the quarterback and Nussmeyer getting at the, in at the end. But – I think that one thing is becoming clear, no matter who's in the game or if they've got starters or don't or, you know, against Florida, even you felt like, oh, man, these guys rose to the occasion. Durante Jones now in six power five games, his defense has given up four seven. I'll start with UCLA and give you the power five games. 470, 486, 453, 475, 488, 470 tonight against Ole Miss. That's an average of 474 yards. Matty B, a year ago, they ran Bo Pelini out of town after a year, gave him six, $7 million buyout, whatever it was, and he had the worst statistical defense in LSU history at 492 yards per game. Power five teams are at 475 right now. So you've improved by about 20 yards, you know, give or yeah. take, less yeah. than that. That's awful. That's terrible for a team that has talent, like that recruits at the level at LSU is because there's no getting around it. Okay, your starters are out. Then your backups aren't good enough. What? Where's your development? Where's the recruiting? Where's this next guy up mentality? The defense, whether they win these games or don't, is bad. And, and it's not getting yeah. any better. It's consistently giving up 450 to 500 yards a game. That's They're going to continue to lose games this year, and I'm not sure they can get to 500. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's start at the beginning because I think this is kind of – it kind of all ties together in a sense – First, LSU ends up is lost the game 31 to 17 for those who don't know or maybe have forgotten at this point when you're listening to this. The game starts off and LSU forces a punt, goes down the field, scores a touchdown, forces another punt, gets to the three, goes for fourth and short, which I believe was the right decision because I just thought that they had to score points, especially when they had the opportunities. I don't trust this offense to consistently get in that position. And they don't they don't convert it. It was a pretty bad attempt. It wasn't executed well, all that. So then Ole Miss goes on their run, basically, right? At that point, it was the start of the second quarter. 
Ole Miss outscores LSU 31 to zero over the second and third quarters. I think LSU puts up a total of 66 yards over those two quarters. Like, and then you combine it with your stat, the defensive stat, and the wheels just completely fell off. You had two fumbles. Um, you just everything started to unravel. Matt Corral, I didn't even think for Ole Miss played that good of a game, but he was 18 to 23 for 185 yards, and they ran the ball 50 times. I thought that you brought up a great thing during the game, too. Let's look at where he ended, because I know you said it during the game. You said, I thought LSU, there you go, that LSU yeah. would have a real chance if Matt Corral, you know, we knew it was a smoke screen. Ed Orgeron said it was a smoke screen when he said, Kevin said, I don't even know if Matt's going to play. Well, he's going to play. Well, you pointed out and said, even today during the game, LSU had a chance to win this game if Kiffin was going to take it easy on Matt Corral running it. And then you knew it was just going to be the running game, the running backs that are going to do your damage. Corral, 12 carries, 24 yards. I've got to presume that's among the least, you know, yeah. what is that, two, two yards per carry. I mean, that's going to be his worst showing of the season. By design, they go to Connor and Ely. Ely nearly hit 100. He hit 97. Uh, Connor hit 117. Those guys averaged 8.4 and 8.1 yards per rush. So they didn't and, need Matt Corral to run it. Yeah. And you could you could tell after those first two drives that Ole Miss, on the third drive, they go and get a field goal, right? And that's where it was like, all right, they drove 74 yards and kicked a field goal. So LSU defense was like, all right, well, they didn't give up you know, a touchdown, 99-yard touchdown drive. But still, from that drive on, you could kind of sense Lane Kiffin, Matt Corral, they were starting to figure out the defense. It's not a complex defense. We've talked about it at length. It's a very straightforward defense with, you know, whether it's single high safety um, and just man on the outside, four-man pass rush, same alignment every single time. You know what you're getting. And initially, it can catch teams off guard, but as the games wear on, we saw it against Auburn, Kentucky, all these teams, they just figure it out. So, yeah, I, I just don't I don't see a way in which LSU can be a consistently good defense when you're going against these type of offenses and you're not changing, you're not adjusting. And clearly, and, these offenses are figuring it out. And Chip Kelly schemed them to death, I mean, in week one. So you knew that this kind of outcome was probably going to happen. Look, Jeff Levy's had a top three offense in college football for three years in a row. When LSU was breaking every record under the sun in 2019, Jeff Levy's UCF team was right behind that as the number two offense in the country. Now that he's done the same thing at Old Miss with Blaine Kiffin uh, as the play caller there in Oxford now for the second year in a row. So you've got a defense that doesn't blitz, that doesn't make many in-game adjustments. They're and that's why I picked Ole Miss for a big score. There's no doubt that Jeff Levy and them are going to run up 40-plus points. Well, I said that, no doubt. They scored 31. But they took their foot off the gas, and that, and you can't say they didn't. I mean, Mr. Analytics was punting it from the 50 half the time. So I, don't, the I think Ole Miss knew the, they were the ball went out the end zone. The ball went out of the end zone on a, on a, when he stuck the ball out uh, with four running back. I don't remember yeah. if it was Connors or Ely. And it goes out of bounds. I count that as a touchdown. Okay, so it's 38-17. Yeah. 38 to 17. So, all right, let me, um, let, let's say right. this because I know you said it last week. You feared that if they went up to Ole Miss with Orgeron now terminated, with guys opting out, and they got their butt kicked, that things could unravel. Like, that was your fear. You were like, I look, if they lose, that might not be a big deal. But if they go up there and just completely look emotionless and just going, you know, I guess you could say going through the motions. That's not a good look for my what's to come. Is that is what happened tonight your fear? Yeah, it is because I don't know how much 
with the way this team is constructed, with the way these coordinators just are handling things, with the way Ed Orgeron is kind of handling things, I feel like this was just the only outcome that was possible. I didn't feel like there was any chance of them really replicating the energy they had from Florida. And with that being the case, I move forward during the season, albeit off a of bye week. You have Alabama, Arkansas, AM moving forward. How are you going to replicate that Florida game consistently moving forward? Because that felt like it was all just kind of adrenaline, right? It felt like it was all just something that what like it was the same counterplay that gutted Florida time after time. They ran against Ole Miss. It was effective initially. Ole Miss figured it out. And Ole Miss is not that good of a run defense, right? Compared to Alabama, Arkansas, and AM. So I I don't I didn't see last week as a sustainable way of winning games, right? Defensively or offensively. But they won the game off of kind of motion and how they and just rallying together. I don't see that being a sustainable way of winning games moving forward. Um, and that's so yeah, my con it's my concern, my kind of greatest fear kind of came to fruition because Max Johnson, I mentioned this on the podcast with Sonny on Thursday. We the past couple weeks against Kentucky and Florida, I didn't think he was very good, but he kind of got overlooked because the run game started to progress, right? This I was like, he's gonna have to like score the ball, like he's gonna have to actually move the ball through the air. And they just can't throw the ball anymore. He had 146 yards in three quarters. They they can't throw the ball right now. What's the what does the next two weeks mean for Nussmeyer? What do you think he's about to get? A, I mean, can you put Garrett Nussmeyer in there as a freshman on the road at Bama and expect that to just be a good jumping off point for him? I mean, because all we've seen of him is the very end of games where you know Ole Miss had backups in. I'm not saying that it didn't count or that it wasn't you know a solid showing, but he shows some zip. I mean, he shows you things he likes, but you know that. He's never even started a game, let alone at Bama. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I would. I would not. I mean, you just gotta roll Max out there the next couple weeks because it's Bama and Arkansas. So get through those two. You have you will uh, Louisiana Monroe after that. I mean, I I kind of just would keep Max in as the starter for the rest of the season at this point, and just kind of and get Garrett in as much as possible, right? Whether you're up three scores, you're down three scores. Um, or even if you just need a change of pace at halftime, right? If it's seven to seven, yeah, is, is that an is that an option, or is it an option that after the third drive of the Bama game that he gets in and gets to get some reps? I mean, are you there right now in terms of this? Because the fans will say, "Well, they've got nothing to lose. Why aren't you doing it?" Yeah, I mean, Bama is just such a. I think it's such a poor jumping off point, like you kind of said. I I just can't see that being something where you want to you want Garrett Nussmeyer to be comfortable in the situations. Like obviously. Max Johnson was thrown into the fire last year. Yeah, cool. He did He did his thing. Awesome. That's not the ideal situation for a quarterback development, I don't think. I don't think just giving him reps, raw reps, means anything. We saw Garrett Nussmeyer. I mean, the offensive line, we, didn't, we haven't even talked about the offensive line. I thought the offensive line was awful again. They couldn't get any push in the run. They couldn't block a three-man front, four-man front. Like, they couldn't block anything. And Max Johnson was getting hit half the game. So, like, just let Max Johnson wear the bruises, let him try to develop, try to get better because, I mean, he's it's going to be the same competition next year. I mean, we don't know about Brennan uh, moving forward, but still, I I just don't think this offense is in a place where you I feel comfortable throwing in. Like, if Keishon Boutte was on this team and Eric Gilbert was on this team like last year, I'd feel better, but they're not. So, um, I, 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 don't, I don't like it. I would probably just keep Max Johnson, at least for the next two games and the bye week. Any uh, parting thoughts here? I mean, it's not a lot to, to really get people excited about. And I've said it, look, these next, what is it? It's October 23rd. 
the next month and a week or whatever, six, seven weeks are going to be rough. You're going to have Walker Howard is currently at the Notre Dame game watching them play USC. He's your star quarterback. You've had a decommitment already. You've got, you know, Coach O midseason announced that he's terminated. You've got guys getting end of season surgery that in some cases, not all, guys will wait till the end of the year to do that. If you're in contention, you're playing through it, you're getting treatment, you're making sure you're just out there for that game, and then you move on after the season and get it done. Now guys are just getting those treatments done, uh, procedures done now. I, I know it's going to be a bumpy road. It doesn't get any easier at Alabama uh, two weeks from now, but I continue to say it. The whole goal of this is to make things better on the other side. So you just got to live with these hiccups. If it, it, you know, whatever floats your boat of keeping yourself entertained with LSU, whether it's a guy like Garrett getting some reps during a game or seeing some of the young freshmen like neighbors and Bash and Brian Thomas become starters and just start to really rely on them. Uh, that's going to keep people interested. And uh, I'm curious where it goes. Look, we've got two weeks to, to see how they kind of reshuffle the deck here before the final four games, because they opted out of the bowl a year ago. Um, I guess self-imposed NCAA sanctions. Yeah. They, were, they were going to a crappy bowl anyways, but they've got a bowl streak that dates back a long time. They need to win now. They're four and five. What are they? Four and four, four on four. the year. If you expect them to lose to Alabama, they're four and five. You've got Arkansas, ULM, and A&M, as you noted. You imagine you're going to win A&M, so you're probably, what, then five and five, right? Yeah, so they yeah, if you just, if you just give, Yeah, the, between the four games, if you just give a win to Six against – Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, the only thing I can say is, I mean, Ole Miss, even early in the game, shot themselves in the foot. I think they had eight penalties in the first quarter and a half or so. Um, they were three and three on fourth down. And that's the only reason it was closed. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have too much else here. I will say this is, I think the, this is like the first time I've gotten a game right in like the last four games or so. So, um, you know, that feels, we got, we got one, they're, right. They're becoming predictable, I guess. Yeah. There uh, you look, go. I'll say this because I remember earlier today, people were starting to throw it on the board. What if LSU runs the table and then they're in Atlanta playing for the sec championship obviously now that now they're yeah. four and four again or whatever they are four and four but that if you're asking why there's a coaching change and there's a number of varying degrees to it but on-field performance certainly counts since the national championship game we know they're sitting right at 500 this sums it up you've got to now beat arkansas or a&m to make a bowl game and get to six wins this is a program that hangs their hat on we win double-digit game seasons. You're going to the worst of the worst bowls that the SEC has if you can manage to win one of those two games at the end, and that's giving you a win against ULM. So it's a uh, it's a bad spot to be in, and you understand why there's a coaching change and why new blood's coming, and for LSU fans, I guess there's that to be excited about. Yep, plenty of, uh, plenty of uh, hot board content on the site, so feel free to check that out. I think Sonny fired his second Sonny's on like 5.0 by now or something. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> his hot boards are out of control. Every day, man. Every day we're just going to have a new one up. <laughs> but, but hey, according to the board, man, you know, when someone loses, they just take a big hit. That's, that's the funniest part of just watching it all unfold well, throughout yeah. the season. That's the real entertainment for LSU fans who have their personal hot boards, and then they freak out when – 
that coach loses or barely wins on Saturday as if that's some huge indicator. Right. It's like a stock market thing like Lincoln Riley, um, Kansas. I don't know. So, yeah, exactly. So, James um, Franklin. Ah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, check all that out on the board, uh, on the on the site. We have, you know, the hot board going up. If you haven't already, take advantage of our 60% off VIP deal um, on the annual site if that is still up uh, when y'all listening to this. Um, and yeah, check out all of our takeaways, our snap judgments, our recap, all the good stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Go247. Follow Shay on Twitter at Shay Dixon. Me on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore. Uh, we'll be back on uh, Monday, most likely, with Shay and Billy to give you some overall perspective as usual. So check that out whenever that comes out. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you later.